Hello, everybody, and welcome to Industrial Automation. It doesn't have to. In case you're new to the program, I'm Brandon Ellis. I'm your host and also the owner of Elatech. As we jump into the episode for today, I want to ask that you hit that follow button and subscribe button based upon the platform that you're listening on. And if you're listening specifically on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and you enjoy what you hear today, leave us a five-star rating and review. We sure would appreciate it. Now that we've got the marketing out of the way, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. So let's get started. Well, good morning and welcome to Industrial Automation. It doesn't have to. Good morning, Beth. Good day to you, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks for my music. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're here today. We're going to be talking about quite a few things today. We've got some special guests. Uh, as far as things going on, big news, the big news for Elotech, if, if you haven't been paying attention to social media, uh, you're not doing... You're not doing yourself any service. Maybe they're on vacation. Could be on vacation. But Beth, have, Beth you have been doing a fantastic uh, job promoting. But uh, we are privileged to say that we are now uh, the official, what we refer to as high-tech or engineering elite distributor for the Eastern Tennessee area. And so we've been exploring, we announced this at our last podcast, uh, and we've been exploring now, we're going to explore some of the really cool stuff that Siemens offers. And again, industrial automation doesn't have to. Uh, our audience is uh, varied and, and global. And so while we are here in Eastern Tennessee, if you're an Eastern Tennessee uh, manufacturer and you want to uh, reach out to us, we'd love to work with you, especially with the Siemens product. Um, but the goal of today is to, and this podcast in general, is to disseminate good information and also hear about some really cool new things that's coming. So one of those product lines that Siemens offers, and there are quite a few, is their drives division or the drives business unit, which includes variable frequency drives, AC induction type drives and, uh, and motors, and also motion control. And so today's title is industrial automation. It doesn't have to be painful. So painful. So the idea is we're going to be talking about some of the things that Siemens brings to uh, manufacturers with their products because let's 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 just face it. It's been a challenging, you know, past 12 14 months with global supply chain crises and things of that nature. And it's touched everybody. It's even touched Siemens, which touched us all, but it's really touching the manufacturers. And so, Beth, why don't you introduce our special guest today? All right. Today, well, we've got a packed full full show. We're going to have multiple guests, but starting us off is... Our first guest today is Rudy Hauser, and Rudy is the Programs and Promotions Manager at Siemens. Rudy has been with Siemens for 42 years. Congratulations, Rudy. He is an applications engineer and specializes in drives, product management, business development, channel management, and solutions marketing. Welcome to the show, Rudy. Thank you, you two. I'm really glad to be here today. Yeah, yeah. Well, 42 years, so you're just learning your learning your way around. Finally yeah. learning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a testament to Siemens as a whole with people that have been around mm-hmm. for that long. Well, it's and, amazing. And it's also a testament for all the experience, which is part of the reason mm-hmm. we're privileged to have Rudy here Absolutely. with us today. So you've experienced a thing or two in the oh, past yeah. 42 years. And I've had fun along the way because yeah. the technology is very exciting. It is. So can you give us a uh, an overview of Siemens drives? Sure. Yeah, I'd like to just start off with, um, you know, Siemens has designed a family of product that essentially covers a very wide horsepower range. We call that family of products Synamics. 
And with the forethought that we did with this product where it's a common family of product ranging from fractional horsepower to several thousands of horsepower in low voltage designs, direct current designs, medium voltage designs. And the forethought was this family of product will be built by Siemens and only by Siemens so we control the design. We control then the, the tools that go with it. It's a common set of tools. We control the programming that goes into the product. For example, if you learn a fractional horsepower drive, uh, how to program it, you all of a sudden know the basis of how you program a higher horsepower drive. Mm -hmm. Common set of parameter settings. So let me ask one question. You mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned low voltage, of course, DC and medium voltage. There's always the question that I've always been asked people, what, what is low voltage? Ah, great question. Yeah. Low voltage typically is defined for any incoming line voltage that's less than 690 volts. AC. That's only AC. AC yeah. The DCs, I guess, are just single voltage? Uh, no, uh, dual voltage. Here in the United States, we have 230-volt power supplies and 460-volt power supplies. DC. No, 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 AC. Oh, AC, yeah. But a DC drive converts AC to DC, and then we power a DC motor. Ah, I see. So it does take in AC on the front end. That is correct. Okay, so so that's the other thing that, that I think is a point of confusion with some folks is a DC drive does not mean you have to provide DC supply. That's a very good point. That is yeah. correct. And so the medium voltage – would be defined as? Anything above essentially 690 volts. It could be 2300 volts. It could be 4160 volts. It could be 13.8 kV. Yeah. So uh, so the big stuff. The big stuff. Yeah. Even That's though we call it medium. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the big stuff if that's medium? <laughs> Bigger than that. Okay. It's, it's, it's high power to yeah, yeah, very yeah. high power. More than I want to be around, I'll tell you what. Mm. Uh, we're talking about some really, really big motors when you start mm. getting up mm -hmm. to that level. And so the fact that Siemens covers that full breadth. So continue to walk us through some of this stuff. Sorry, I, I, yeah, I, I, no, I appreciate no, no the problem. definition. No problem. But the other thing that I wanted to point out to your audience is um, we also had the forethought to have a common approach of totally integrated automation in our family of drives and automation products. We made sure that our automation products can talk or communicate to our set of Synamics drives. Mm -hmm. And with that forethought of having the ability to have a common communication protocol for the drives and the flexibility to expand the information on the telegram network between the drives of the automation package really helps us cement our approach for drives that are fit for the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, information is power today more than ever. And the whole industry 4.0 movement, things of that nature, uh, connectivity is what mm -hmm. it's all about. And so that moves us into a whole new mm -hmm. world, a whole new world of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've talked about uh, that I've heard you say a lot, that many people have said a lot, is digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Give us a definition of digital transformation mm -hmm. from the Siemens point of view. Mm -hmm. Well, digital transformation really allows a customer to begin to virtually look at what is in the physical world. It takes what's in the physical world and then makes a copy of it 
in the digital world. Yeah. When you have a copy of what's in the real world, in the reality world, now with the right tools, simulation tools, based on actual data that mm-hmm. we collect, that's why information communications is so important. Yep. All of a sudden, I'm able now to design a new solution or maybe optimize that solution. And then I'm able to, if I need to change that solution, because let's face it, industry is very dynamic. We have to have the capability to make modifications on a machine to do new products or new processes. I can I can change the process in the digital world and then use that to build a new reality solution. Without having to build the real thing. Without having to build the real thing. Right. So really what, what this digital transformation and digital twin allows us to begin to do is to have a basis based on the data that we collect through smart devices like drives, transferring information into automation packages, PLCs, and then taking that information, transferring it up into the cloud so we can then analyze it with, uh, with tools, we can begin now to virtually construct that solution yep. and then cool. test that solution, otherwise known as simulation. So digital twin is, 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 and I appreciate you bringing that term. We've talked about digital twin before, mm-hmm. and, and I've even speculated that the digital twin is basically going to be, in, in my prediction, is going to be we're going to step into the next industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's more of a 4.5, but, mm-hmm. but I think it, we'll call it a 5.0 mm-hmm. because we are able to do that. So digital twinning, really, we've been doing for, for years mm-hmm. in terms of, uh, machining, because we have been doing 3D solid modeling with machining. Mm-hmm. And so we draw the part, we do all the things, we even put the pieces together in 3D solid space, and we can we can run analysis on those mm-hmm. things to see how they work. The difference between that, which mm-hmm. is kind of the, the precursor, I would say, to true digital twinning as far as, uh, you know, an industrial mm-hmm. revolution, is the fact that we're entering in all the points and kind of creating the environment, mm-hmm. being able to take in real-world data mm-hmm. from an actual process, model that process, and then start tweaking it virtually to see what the outcome is going to be is, is really the definition of digital mm-hmm. twin. And, and I'll give you an example. Ten years ago, NASA started the design for the rover device or for the Mars exploration. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rover was called Curiosity. Mm -hmm. But this was a mission-critical project for NASA. They needed to get that design right because they wanted to study Mars, collect rock samples and uh, and pictures and transmit those back to the United States, back to the Earth. Well, Siemens, 10 years ago, basically provided to NASA our digital twin software wow. that allowed them now to simulate essentially the environment in Mars, the temperature, uh, the exposure to dust and other things. And they needed to get that design of the rover right so it would basically meet the mission-critical requirements mm-hmm. of Curiosity. And they did it. Yep. They used our software, our digital twin software, to create the design 
optimize the design based on their simulation tests. And today, wouldn't you know that Curiosity is still collecting yeah. rocks in Mars yeah, and is. beaming pictures back to Earth. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, it's and I, I love no watching idea. those pictures. I love looking at those pictures. It's just amazing <laughs> to think that you know, and and it's not alone now. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's more. Mm-hmm. And uh, that and was the, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So have, we started. What advancements have been made since then? Wow, that's a great question. Well, actually, for the audience, on June 29th, Siemens had a worldwide global announcement that uh, we are now going forward with what is called the Siemens Accelerator. And this is a all-business unit uh, active project where we are basically bringing to market a digital business platform that will be available to customers to essentially allow them to go on that journey of digital transformation and make it as easy as possible for them to convert their business, convert their processes, convert their machines, take advantage of what NASA did with the digital twin. You know, when you're able to do that, just like I said before, I'm able now to design, I'm able to modify or optimize the design and then adjust it for my rapidly changing industrial requirements in industry. You know, you have to be nimble in these these times. Digital twin technology allows you to do that. And the Siemens Accelerator business platform will not only be a Siemens platform, but we're also looking at innovations from partners that come into this idea. Uh, And basically, we start to work together with new modular-based cloud-advanced and cloud-sharing information uh, devices that will allow you to have um, application plug-in technology to take advantage of these innovations from our digital partners to make a complete solution. And uh, so Siemens Accelerator, it's, um, it's a whole new way of going to market, but it's all designed around... How do we make a customer take advantage of the digital transformation that's upon us? And, and I'll give you an example of who is a uh, partner. We also announced on June 29th through our CEO, Roland Bush, that we've partnered with NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. Now, NVIDIA has really perspective, uh, optimized their Omniverse, yep. which is a virtual reality platform. Taking that technology and combining it with the Siemens technology, what we are focusing in on now is the industrial metaverse. And with the reality that we can present through 3D imaging and the industrial metaverse utilizing the the techniques and the technology from NVIDIA with the software tools and products from Siemens, all of a sudden I can take a complete robotic assembly line that exists in reality and virtually create it and manipulate it in a very high-quality 3D virtual reality world called the industrial metaverse. These are really exciting times that we're going, going into. And the importance of having smart drives fit for the future 
designed for the future, capable of communicating, and then taking advantage of key partners and our software tools to work in a virtual world in the industrial metaverse allows the the concept of the Siemens Accelerator to really take hold. And this is not a one-shot deal. This is a multi-year, multi-business unit, all Siemens business unit initiative, mm-hmm. all designed around helping customers. I've been watching watching the rollouts and the announcements. It's been very exciting. And Siemens comes up with really cool names too. So the Siemens Accelerator Program, uh, you know, so I, I like that as well. I like the marketing around it. Well, Rudy, thank you for, for giving us some insights on what's coming. That's pretty exciting. And it's always a joy to talk with you. I've, I've enjoyed our conversations. Uh, as we build this partnership, I hope for many more. Oh, uh, we're looking forward to yeah. because the partnership is critical to us. You're there to help your customers with our technology going forward. And that's why we're working with you. Yep. Well, uh, we appreciate it, too. So, Beth, we're going to bid farewell to Mr. Rudy Hauser here. Rudy, thank you again for taking some time. And we're going to be moving to our next guest. So, everybody just... Take uh, we don't we're not going to have any kind of a special. Oh, we don't put ads in our. Yeah, we're not going to do ads or anything. <laughs> we're just going to change seats. So, <clears throat> for those of you watching on video, Rudy's going to exit, and then we're going to have our next guest come in. So, give us just one second. We'll make a set change, but it'll happen in an instant. That's right. Thank you, Rudy, for your expertise. Thank you, guys. All right, so we're back with our second guest, and so we'll jump straight into it. So Rudy did a great job for us. So Beth, walk us through. All right, our next guest is Andrew Miller. Andrew is... Gotta do that. Get a sound effect. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Andrew is a partner manager for Siemens Drives and Motion Team. Andrew has been with Siemens for 26 years. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let's see. the clap? There you go. All right. So I don't have them labeled, and so that's the thing. Uh, I never can remember where they are, so sometimes the luck of the draw. So Andrew is skilled in automation solutions, business development, account management, and partner development. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah welcome. So Another long veteran. Yes. 26 years. So so that's one of the things that we were talking about with Siemens and uh, we've had many conversations about is is that uh, it's hard to find, it's difficult to find someone that's worked for Siemens for less than 20 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's just a testament to the company, to how, how people love the company. Uh, we were privileged to have dinner last night when some of the conversation was talking about that even folks that have that worked for Siemens for, for some amount of years and then left or even went, that nobody really leaves, they mm-hmm. transferred to another vision or something mm-hmm. like that but but whether they transfer or whatever they, they they always tend a lot of times tend to come back and so it just seems like a great great company and and certainly i've enjoyed getting to know you and and many of the other folks mm-hmm. with siemens so we're excited about that but today again as we pointed out at the beginning of the episode um Industrial automation doesn't have to be painful. We're talking about the the products, the services, the really attitudes of Siemens that manufacturers uh, that they're doing that that can give manufacturers a way of of managing some of the painfulness mm-hmm. that we've been going through over the last uh, twelve months, <laughs> fourteen months, Seems three years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know we've kind of been going through this. So uh, so Andrew, I'm glad glad that you're you're here with us. As the channel partner, how does Siemens select the, their local partners? 
We really look for companies and really leadership, Beth, that embodies our core values as well. It's a, it's a customer focus and a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we feel like we found here at Elatech. It, it allows us to amplify and kind of extend the Siemens mindset, the Siemens community uh, within our partners. Um, we'll have distributor partners that are do a lot of the selling support with our end-user customers. We also have solution partners that do a lot of the project execution. And we really look for those qualities within those companies, big, small, you know, different focuses within the Siemens portfolio. But we want people who are really, really have a curiosity to them. Uh, and we feel like if they have that curiosity, they're going to be continuing to innovate and look to new technologies, and they're going to be able to take that and partner with their customers, the manufacturers in the local markets, to bring really the mega trends that we hear about on the internet and, and buzzwords and bring them into a reality for those customers, that they can help solve their problems, they can help their customers innovate, they can sometimes just say yes to projects that, I wish we could do this, or what if we could do this, a lot of this new technology allows them to take those on at a lower cost point, maybe in a maintenance budget versus a CapEx spend yep. uh, that five years ago, 10 years ago would have been a significant investment. Mm -hmm. They're able to either do it in software, which is a possibility, or on a much smaller scale, grab data out of a certain part of their plant to see that they can get information to answer questions that they have and make decisions based on that. Well, certainly, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of things. So, so data. Getting, you know, we talked we talked with Rudy a bit about uh, some of the high high level stuff. You you mentioned curiosity. He was talking about the Mars curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all of that, all of that, uh, just fantastic invention that a company like Siemens, a global company, is is bringing about. And then you bring that down to the local level, to the manufacturer level. How in the world do they get those? Do they get those pieces? You know, and what pieces? And, and it, it's it's a fantastic storyline and a testament to Siemens and what it's doing, working with NASA, mm -hmm. Mars ex exploration, and things of that nature. But for for the the plant CEO, you know, that's really cool stuff. But how the heck do I apply NASA technology and and this Siemens technology in my plant? Is a a problem that they're having to face, mm -hmm. and so. I think that's what comes to part of the selection process with Siemens and how do you how do you kind of point out or pick out those local partners both the dis distribution partners but also the solutions partners which you you brought up and that's two different things we're we're a, considered a local distribution partner not a mm -hmm. solutions partner and so we work with the solutions partner and support them as well and so the benefits there's benefits to Siemens. There's benefits to the end user. There's certainly benefits to companies like Elatech to have to be associated with Siemens. But what kind of benefits do you see coming to to having a more local presence to be able to pull pull those things together? Well, it's as you said. Um, it's really neat to talk about NASA, but what does that mean to an automotive supplier? Right. You know, they see that as kind of something far off and something that is not for them when really it can be for them. Mm -hmm. And not everything is for everybody. So when Siemens is focused on, on those high-level trends that are mega trends affecting the whole world, we're able to partner as, a, as one step down from global Siemens, a U.S. Siemens organization, and what's the right fit for the United States. And then we're able to go through the selection process, finding kind of kindred spirits uh, with that curiosity to mm -hmm. dial it down even to a more local level. 
so that, you know, Elatech knows that local automotive supplier. And we're having discussions with Elatech, transferring knowledge about the technology. We're receiving knowledge about the customer base. And so during those conversations, we can come, we can identify portfolio items, whether it's hardware or software, that could be of value to that customer to answer specific questions. So you're taking this, you're talking about taking things out of the 30,000 foot level of digitalization, industry 4.0, and really bringing up a, a bespoke solution mm-hmm. unique to that customer. Because that customer, they want to see the value in it, but they don't have time. They're making automotive parts, they're making tires, they're, they're packaging bottling, soft drinks, things like that. And they're experts in that. And they know what they need to move forward with that, but they don't necessarily know the technology to get them there. And so that's where a partner like Elatech can identify, have the conversations with the customer, the end user, to identify their goals or issues. And then Siemens can have the conversation with Elatech to identify what technologies could be applicable and it works out to really a unique solution for that manufacturer that comes out of this pie-in-the-sky ideas and NASA technology. Yeah. It could be a digital twin. It could be bringing data up. It could be going to a cloud. It could be hosting it on site. Mm-hmm. And Siemens Siemens benefits from having that local partnership by really getting that, that laser focus mm-hmm. on that one manufacturer that we can bring parts of our broad portfolio to help them be more successful. And that's whether or not they're Siemens users currently or not. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's new technology breeds, new interest, new, new curiosity. I like that term, curiosity. And so you, within Siemens, uh, of course, you're part of the, of the drives and, and motion control business unit, I guess we'd yep. say. But you're responsible for – you're managing partners. Yes. And your area is the U.S.? Yes. Well, I have a national scope, just uh, – with, since I focus on the drives in motion portfolio, yeah. I'll work across the United States. And that helps with consistency across the U.S. So we have a good standard for really amplification. Our partner community is what we're looking for to help extend the Siemens community to that customer base, that, that end user base, the manufacturing base. And so we'll cover the across the U.S. so that we have a, a good standard. And so we're getting partners that have that same curiosity in California as we are in East Tennessee, Atlanta, mm-hmm. New York, across the U.S. Yeah. And so for all of our listeners out there that, you know, are in manufacturing, you know, you, that's what we would suggest that you do. Uh, you know, contact your local partners. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the fact of the matter is Andrew is one person and his job is to to manage the local partners to give us the pieces and the parts and work with us and put the right team around us as we go out on a local level and assess, like you said, the manufacturers, the, the customers, the, the, the needs in our, in our areas. And so you start with your local uh, preferred distributor, and then they will, should be able to bring this level of innovation uh, to give you access to these things and show you how to start, start the conversation of how those things can be implemented. And so that's, that's something we're very excited about, of course, in Eastern Tennessee, but our audience is across the globe. So if you're outside of North America, you'll work with someone else besides Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But there is a person that's managing local partners 
uh, globally for Siemens. And so that standard is is kind of a, a definition of what you would look for. And so Siemens uh, is very particular about who mm-hmm. they partner with in terms of, of local distrib- distribution partners. We know that firsthand uh, and respect that. And also about the uh, the solutions partners that they, they sign up and work with. So uh, a very impressive group uh, from, from the folks that I've talked to, uh, the distributors uh, and certainly the solutions partners in our area, but even outside of our area that I've had the opportunity to kind of interview or, or, or uh, discuss with as we've gone through this process of partnering with Siemens. So it's been a privilege. But uh, the certainly the fact, was it 26 years? Is that right? 26 mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. The 26 years, and Rudy was 42, mm-hmm. 42 years. There's all kinds of experience lined up. Knowledge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> knowledge and experience and wisdom of how to get those pieces and parts out of this NASA-grade mm-hmm. uh, world of technology and innovation down to the manufacturing floor. Yeah, and, and when we get it right, and, and I'd say we do it more often than not mm-hmm. – um, it's just a win-win-win. You know, that's, that's a catchy saying, but it really is enjoyable when it, when it plays out uh, for the manufacturer, for the partner, and for Siemens. Because we really maximize our, our efficiency with the discussions we have, with the conversations, not starting from that 30,000-foot global level that we're talking about, but mm-hmm. saying, okay, this is where we're headed in this conversation. And Siemens will engage with the with the local manufacturer. It's not that we put somebody between us, but we have an, an advocate for yeah. Siemens and for that customer. And, and that helps us just to be more efficient and effective because we know they're, they're busy, you know, with their business. And it takes time and, and it's an investment in time and energy and, and just thought of expansion or retrofitting something, you know, that's taken away from the primary goal of producing, you know, their end in, in product. So we really want to f- make that an efficient conversation and allow them to get back to their business at hand. And that's where the partnership really, really does well for everyone involved. And again, Andrew is part of the Drives in Motion business unit, but you hear him talking about the other business units in mm-hmm. collaboration. And a lot of companies that I've been involved with in, in past lives uh, that have you know different business units or different verticals, things of that nature, they tend to put, the, put the blinders on and they're, this is it. Uh, we're just focused on this. If you need anything outside of that, I don't know who that person is. But there's a lot of synergy mm-hmm. within Siemens and within the different business units. And that's the, the other thing I think brings uh, a very big benefit to the end user uh, is to be able to – they may speak to you if, we, if they're talking directly to Siemens, but even if it's outside of your business unit – you have access to all the other folks, and mm-hmm. you can just bring those in. It's not, it's not like you you all work in the same building and never met. <laughs> yeah, and and I've been in situations where that seems to be the case. It's just it's not the it's not the culture mm-hmm. uh, of, of of Siemens today that yeah, I've our, seen. Our leadership really wants everyone communicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siemens is at our strongest when we're bringing a, a broad portfolio of a totally integrated automation with drives and networks and control products and automation. And our partners are absolutely bringing that solution to mm-hmm. the customer because the end user is going to have a, a multitude of parts coming in to, again, answer questions or in, increase productivity. And we try to do our best to bring that solution further back into Siemens 
rather than just dumping it right on the customer with a box of parts and they've got to put it all together. Right, right. We right. want them to have confidence of of really the value they're getting out of bringing a Siemens solution together. And, uh, you know, 26 years, you move around. Siemens is big enough to, to have a couple of different careers yeah. uh, during those years. And, and you're networking with a lot of folks. You're working in different businesses. And um, most often you're working with them with customers to provide the solutions. And so you pick up a lot along the way. So, uh, but we try to be as, you know, as individuals with Siemens, we try to bring as much value as we can. And we know that that's not within our silo. It's, it's bringing additional value outside of our drives emotion team. Uh, like we talk about uh, Siemens financial services. Yep. We talk about the automation, the networking as, as much as we can. And on our team within partner management, we have, I'm the drives in motion person. We have automation networks, control products, and we're always working together trying to make our policies and procedures similar so that you have less of a headache of, you know, it, it, there's a lot more continuity between mm-hmm. programs and policies, uh, the messaging, the communications. We're not inundating you multiple times. You're getting it all in one one shot, one email, one webinar, whatever it is, the communication. We're communicating succinctly together and we're on lockstep is what our goal is. Well, thank you very much for sharing. Uh, Beth, did you have anything to add? No, I think they're doing a fabulous job at it. Yeah, they are. So so if you as you're listening to today's podcast, we're kind of going through multiple. We've got three guests in total. Mm-hmm. And so each one is has got a different perspective, all from the Siemens perspective. So we kind of started out interstellar <laughs> with Rudy uh, talking about Mars and and the accelerator program, Siemens accelerator programs mm-hmm. and things of that nature and then uh, and the exciting products to come and then now we've talked about talked with Andrew about how we can pull that down to a local level and start starting to find solutions that we as a local partner and, and the solutions partners we can all work together with the end user to help make those kind of a reality uh, so we're going to continue down that path with our next guest but Andrew I want to Thank you for taking a few minutes to to visit us. Number one, uh, we we're up here at our training center. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things that that we'll be talking about uh, going forward. Is we're going to be doing partnering with Siemens on some some training, offering mm-hmm. some local training initiatives, get the the, the folks and in, in the plant level up to speed, disseminate new information, this new technology. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're not just born knowing it, <laughs> so <laughs> we we have to get that information out. And and being able to have folks like yourself, not that you're going to be here doing trainings, but with that breadth of experience, unfortunately, one of the things a lot of manufacturers are facing is is the baby boomers are exiting. And with them, a lot of knowledge is exiting. Mm-hmm. So for, for those of us who are not quite baby boomers, short of the baby boomer range, we need to focus on disseminating that information yep. to the younger crew and helping them succeed. You know, and, and of course, uh, our next guest is a bit younger yes. than, than us, um, yeah. but uh, has been with Siemens still for, for a number of years and mm-hmm. very involved. So we'll bring, bring him, we'll introduce him in a minute. So right now the focus is Andrew. So thank you very much for, for taking, taking some time. You're welcome. It was a pleasure joining you today. It's great to see your facility. We look forward to, to the training sessions that are going to happen at Ella Tech University. And that's part of that growth mindset that you know makes us feel that we're going to have a lot of good success working together in the future. We're looking forward to it. All right, guys, stick around. We're going to bring in our next guest. Thanks, Thanks Andrew.
Okay, and so we're back. So we've had a couple of guests. We've got a, another guest. So yes. again, uh, if you're following, like we said uh, just a minute ago, we're gonna we're we're kind of going from big to a little bit smaller now to a focused local support, our local uh, perspective. And so, Beth, give us our introductions. Okay, we've got Matt Wagner with us, and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You get the sound effect. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt started as an application center engineer for Siemens more than five years ago. This was his first rotation of the Engineering Leadership Development Program. And that is an acronym. It's ELDP. No, it's E-L-D-P. <laughs> following, following his E-L-D-P, or ELDP as I say, he accepted his new role as a drives in motion consultant for Siemens Digital Industries Division. Matt not only specializes in sales generation, he is also a technical resource. Welcome to the show, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Absolutely. Beth. Thanks, Brandon. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. And, you know, as I've told you a few times now, I'm excited to be partnered with you in this area. You know, I, I really feel like your guys' local industry experience mixed with the Siemens solutions that we're helping bring can really be a great partnership and help a lot of companies in this area. So, so Matt, your um, area of coverage is is kind of the southeast, not the complete mm-hmm. southeast, but a subsection of the southeast. So, again, you work directly with us as a local distribution partner here in eastern Tennessee, which is part of your territory. Now, on the whole, again, we were talking about Siemens on the whole. Siemens is a global company. Mm-hmm. And so at each little uh, you know, coverage area across the globe, there's a whole lot of mats. Oh, and wow. so um, and so Matt is also part of the Drives and Motion Group. And so the, the reason we have all three of those here with us this week is because we have been doing Drives and Motion training and then also rolling out our new uh, affiliation with Siemens as far as our training center here locally to do offer local trainings. Uh, and, and part of that, of course, is Drives and Motion training. And so Matt uh, knows, you know, he his his focus. What is your give us give us the layout of your your area? Yeah, so I cover um, all of Tennessee, all of Alabama, and the Panhandle, Florida, so down to the Gulf, and then a majority of Mississippi, and then a few of the surrounding areas around Chattanooga and Memphis. But there is someone within my role across the entire country and pretty much across the world, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So one thing that uh, we were talking about before we started recording the podcast, I'd like, I would like—I thought it was interesting. I'd like for you to go through just briefly. Tell us about the LDP, ELDP program and what that is. Uh, you were part of that. Uh, I just thought that was pretty cool. Maybe an opportunity for folks out there. Right. Yeah. So um, the ELDP was, program was started, gosh, probably 15 years ago or so. It's been going on for a long time. And it's a, it's a really great way for us to bring in, you know, new talented engineers typically or a lot of marketing folks, uh, people within finance. Each one has their own program where we recruit at a lot of the local colleges around the U.S. And then, you know, they found me at a career fair and we interviewed and then I applied. And it's basically a two-year-long four-rotation program where you get to see different areas of the business and then at the end of the program, you work with the managers and you kind of see what you like best. And then it allows you to go into a role that you're actually really interested in when you start full time. And uh, instead of getting into a new role and not being so sure about it, and 
you know, been leaving after a few years, you, you see a lot more people stick around. So that's why Siemens people stay 42 years plus. That's right. They hook them early and then everybody's around for <laughs> their lifetime. Well, if you're doing what you love and what yeah. you're interested in, but that's the other thing, you know, uh, Andrew uh, talked about a bit was there's, you can have multiple careers and never leave Siemens. Mm-hmm. So you can, there's just so many business units and stuff like that. I mean, Siemens is a, we've said before, a behemoth company and, and the products and the offering cross, not just automation, but shoo, all the way out to pet scanners and hearing aids and yep. copy machines and all these kind of things uh, that, that they do. But within this, the Siemens group of automation products, the digital industry uh, type products, there's all still all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're, spe- you're specifically focused in, you chose to be part of the drives uh, and motion business unit, right. I guess, when after you went through there. And so, so we also are going 42 years of experience with Rudy, 26 years experience with Andrew, and how long? Five years now. Five years. Mm-hmm. And and then we're also going, <laughs> you can't see my hair color, so I don't, I don't but a little grayer <laughs> on, on Rudy's side. And, and, you know, Andrew's, you know, debonair, uh, more, you know, he's got, I have an SPF problem. But anyway, <laughs> um, he and I are in the same age group, and then now we're coming down to your age group. And so would you... Say that you're a millennial. Yeah, I would yeah, say so, absolutely. Yeah. And so these types of programs, uh, what I'm as, as I I'm intrigued by the millennials. Uh, mm-hmm. At dinner, we had the privilege of you being at dinner with us last night, and I was asking you, you know, my my curiosity about the millennial movement because we we are seeing the baby boomers move move out and the millennials move in now to to positions that are key positions within manufacturing on the manufacturing floor mm-hmm. at all the different types of business units you know that they inhabit and and how you know what how I'm so excited to see what level of innovation your generation is going to bring right uh, we talked about how when I started when I was uh, in my twenty uh, something, uh, four year degree, getting into automation, met my very first PLC at the time. PLCs have been around. I'm not that old. They've been around <laughs> for a while, but uh, it was still uh, uh, an industry in its infancy. And so you really did need to have a four year degree. You really, and even then, uh, I was scratching my head a lot. It really it was it was it was new territory. And so over the past roughly thirty years. The industry as a whole has worked to kind of bring the the, the difficulty down mm-hmm. to a more palatable level. And so you don't have to have a four-year degree now. You don't even have to have a two-year degree necessarily. You right. do need training mm-hmm. because you're not just born knowing this stuff. But that's where you come into play. I think I think with, with your age group and, and the way you view innovation, I want to hear some of the stuff that, that is important to you that you feel like Siemens brings and then you know, more on a local level as you're working more and more closely with not just in the users but with the local distribution partners and the solution partners. What are some of the things that you uh, think is a good local perspective? Yeah, well, kind of to your point, I like how you mentioned that things are starting to change and where we see the innovation. Uh, you know, for the longest time, it was about good quality products, qualities that didn't break down, qualities or um, products that, I guess, integrated well with whatever the system is currently. Uh, but you're starting to see a lot more of the innovation. I, I guess everything on that side of the products has has been pretty good for a long time. You know, we've, we've come to a, a level of quality that you don't see a whole lot of terrible, you know, terribly made products out there anymore at least in this industry. 
So where you're seeing a lot more of the innovation is it's on the usability, like mm -hmm. you said, that it's user-friendly, that anybody can walk into it and just start to figure out how a product works. You're seeing a lot more on the software side of things, where instead of making improvements to the hardware all the time, we're trying to see how can we actually integrate this hardware into, say, an entire plant network that's analyzing you know, everything on the production floor or pump it up into the cloud and do some predictive analytics with it. That's really where we're starting to see the industry go a little bit more. And I, I think it's just going to start to snowball now that, like you said, a, kind of a new workforce is coming into this industry mm -hmm. and it's influencing a lot. So can you give us an example of with local customers that may have had issues with communications, uh, an example of what they do about legacy devices and then communication systems. Yeah, so we, we definitely still see a lot of very old legacy products and communication protocols out there. Uh, you know, it, it kind of makes me laugh how much I still see so many Siemens master drives. If you're familiar with the master drive lineup, it was released uh, the year I was born, what? and so <laughs> back in uh, back in '94, and they're still everywhere, and they're still running. Wow. They're they're running well, and so people never really had a reason to switch them. Uh, but where I really try to work with customers in this area is, yeah, they may have some of those leg of, legacy products and legacy devices, but when you go to replace that, don't just put something new in that does the exact same thing. Right. You know, there's been over 20 years, almost 30 years of innovation and, and new features and new capabilities and parts of about the products that can really allow you to increase production or mm -hmm. decrease downtime, reduce your energy costs, you know, get be proactive instead of reactive. So take advantage of these new innovations that were coming out when you go to upgrade stuff like that and, and really help your company benefit and get a competitive edge for yourself. I agree with that 100%. I mean, just the... As I've seen over the past 30 years, you know, the usability is certainly something, but the, you know, now in the last 10 years, uh, IoT, you've heard, we've talked a lot about IoT. So getting that data movement, things that not just, not just how's it running or, or that kind of stuff and pushing inf information down to it, uh, mm -hmm. which for some that's still, you know, that's still uncharted territory, but also the machine, the, the ability to monitor and, and apply the mm -hmm. AI and things for, for scheduled predictive maintenance and things of that nature. And that's just, that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg on this whole thing. Right. Um, Rudy went into some of the digital twin and how we're going to be mm -hmm. modeling things digitally before we ever build them and bring in real world data to insert into that so that we, we don't, just have to simulate the environment we actually can bring in the environment right. and apply that real time to things and so so those types of things i think are big big deals and and so your perspective of how you can take you know you can get so far if you just go in and change drive for drive or function for function uh, you may be you you are short selling yourself in today's today's world right yeah there, there's so much more out there and you know i like I said, I'm I'm on the drive side, so I I cover everything from the AC to DC drives, small horsepower to large horsepower, you know, servos to variable frequency drives. Siemens's portfolio has gotten so big that if you ha if you need a drive product out there, we probably have it, and we probably have some cool new features about it. And uh, you you mentioned before the the legacy networks, and I didn't even touch on that, but in these days, you know, it's it's becoming a more and more global world. So and while Siemens may be the biggest in this industry worldwide, we recognize that there's a lot of other major players out there, mm -hmm. especially here in the United States. 
Uh, so we're starting to kind of mix in some of the different communication protocols with our products so that we can start to play along with other machines that are out there and allow customers to get some of the advantages of the Siemens Drives product, even if they're not ready to rip out their entire system or or completely revamp everything they've been doing all at once. You know? So what kind of products would, would those be? What, what kind of things are you rolling out just to be more specific about that, protocols and things of that nature? Yeah, so on the on the hardware side, we're starting to uh, mix in, you know, Profinet has always been Siemens's kind of standard Ethernet protocol. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, it was Profibus. That was our serial version of it back in the day. Uh, but over the last few years, we've added Ethernet IP. Mm-hmm to our equipment and it's built into the hardware. You don't need any additional hardware, no option cards, no special firmware to talk to it. It's really just one parameter switch. You go in, you switch it from Profinet to Ethernet IP, and now you're talking to you know somebody else's network. So let's put that in perspective because we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, from a, from a sales literature and stuff like that, that kind of rolls off the tongue because we're used to saying, from my experience, you know, yeah, Profinet, and then there's Ethernet IP. Mm-hmm. And you just usually specify that. You buy a Profinet drive or an Ethernet IP drive with most most other companies. But with Siemens, right. they do both in one one box, one piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. And so you get to pick and choose. So where that boils down for me, from my past experience with the end user, mm-hmm. is if you're keeping spare parts on the, on, on the shelf, you don't have to keep, oh, we've got a, a machine that came in with, with Profinet, but we got this other machine that came in with Ethernet IP. Uh, we got to keep two drives, and that's real cost. That's real money. Right. We got to keep those in spare parts, things of that nature. The, now we can just reduce that down. And, and so imagine if you had to keep Two, one Ethernet IP drive, one Profinet, you just reduce your spare parts cost by 50%. Yep. And, and that's real money. And so um, being able to have that type of usability, I, I count that mm-hmm. under usability because uh, the fact that you all support it is great. But the fact that it's all supported in the same unit and it's just an option, right? it just it gives all kinds of, of, of new uh, definition to the return on investment. And building on the usability, I mean, then you're only learning – one product. You're That's only right. Learning one drive. You don't yeah. have to have experts on one product over here and then experts in the other or trying to ha- learn both and then getting them confused. Yeah. You know one and you have it for your whole plant. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like having to have you got to drive this kind of car on this road and you got to drive this other kind of car on that road. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if you want to get across town, you got to know how to drive. Shift. Yeah. This, this is a manual. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, uh, you know that type of innovation. So so uh, and then there's uh, you know there's there's also software side. We were interfacing. You were showing us how we can you can interface with a drive using an iPhone app. Right. Yeah, that's one of my favorites to do. Is uh, you know like you said, I'm I'm a millennial, so I, I like being on my phone. I'm I'm on it all the time. I try to not be on it all the time. I'm working on that. But uh, but you know everything that. Me and a lot of people my age grow up with is doing on your phone or your tablet and and being on the go and being mobile. So the fact that we've built that into some of our products where you can actually just connect up to, you know, a drive with your smartphone, no apps or anything, just straight through the Wi-Fi and commission a drive and program it for whatever application you're doing is a pretty cool feature and, and something is. that a lot of people are are, are really showing an interest in. And I, I think it's going to continue down that that uh, direction for yeah. a long time. 
Well, this is again innovation, yeah. and mm-hmm. and and part of the innovation is so everybody's like, yeah, uh, there's probably somebody out there saying, what's the big deal? Uh, I can take you can take a smartphone and hook it up to a drive. First of all, uh, let me just. Uh, stick this, throw this right out there. I, I will say with total confidence, I have not found a company more committed and for a longer amount of time. So that means they built upon this more committed to cybersecurity mm-hmm. and secure systems. So number one, this. Uh, so that's the first question I ask you: mm-hmm. Who all can get get hooked up to this thing with this this deal? So there's there's credentials and things that have to be put in. Right. Uh, the second thing is it's. Uh, it, it's done wirelessly, but you can weaken the signal so that mm-hmm. you have to be only within so many feet oh. of this right. thing so that you can get access to it. So they, they, they've got so all so this forth. Hijack, hijack the yeah, it's signal. not like it's <laughs> not like if you have this Siemens drive in there and you, and again, this is an option, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, you can turn it off or turn it on, uh, turn it on and off. But uh, it's not like if your plant has uh, concerns about having any kind of a wireless hot fu- hot spot inside inside of the four walls of the plant because you're afraid somebody's going to pull up in the parking lot and start. Mm-hmm. Pulling information, uh, it's not that type of network. It's just first of all, it's a direct connection to the drive. That's all you could get into. Mm-hmm. And then number two, you can dole down that signal where right. you would have to not get in the parking lot. You'd have to pull through the back door and pull up beside the machine. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just not. Uh, you know, cybersecurity keeps the things secure. It doesn't necessarily act as a security system to make sure someone can't get in the back door. So there's different systems for that. But the fact that Siemens is working on that kind of thing, but what that really means is now all of a sudden we have little things called arc flash requirements that come down mm-hmm. to maintenance. Uh, you can't just open up a, a, a live panel. Most drives are considered high voltage. Mm-hmm. Arc flash uh, requirements come into play. Anything over usually twenty four volts DC in the in the cabinet. So even if you're one hundred and ten, yeah. even though the fax machine in the office is not considered an arc flash <laughs> risk, <is> right? <laughs> uh, the enclosure that says one hundred ten. Do you know volts. what a fax machine is? I'm just asking. <laughs> um, my door stopping. Over here. <laughs> I should say something different. Uh, anyway, right, so. sorry. Uh, what else is no, in the, right. the coffee maker? Even <laughs> okay. though the coffee maker is not an arc flash uh, risk, uh, out on the floor at 110 volts for, for a lot of plants is a risk for arc flash if you open that up. And and I'm not making a lot of that. It's a mm-hmm. it's a very important thing. But so so the way we traditionally done that is we've had to take the operator off of the drive. And of course, Siemens supports mm-hmm. that and mount it to the drive, which means we're cutting holes. We're doing all kinds of stuff. We've got cables come up, opening and closing around and going around a hinge on a door. You got to do that just right. If it, if it flexes too much, it breaks, stops working, you get shorts in the wire, that kind of stuff. Suddenly... All that goes away. We snap this thing in there, mm-hmm. close the door. It's totally arc flash compliant at that point, and they get up within four feet of the machine, open the, the iPad app, and they can do everything as if they're working on, you know, from a maintenance standpoint. And so it simplifies a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also you get to swipe and do all the oh yeah <laughs> the things that we're all used to nowadays. You don't have to sit and key kick, kick keys and up up keys and down keys and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. It, it makes it a lot easier. It saves you all that lockout tagout procedure that that can take a lot of time. And then uh, and then like you said, it, it's there's a lot of safety measures built into it. You know, it it cannot connect into your plant Wi-Fi. It's only a one to one connection, so it can only talk to your device one device at a time. It's password protected. You know, even if you can get into that. A lot of the parameters within the drives you can password protect and you can lock those down so not anybody can get in and edit it. You can always turn off the Wi-Fi if you don't want it going all the time. So there's a lot of different features built into it that allow you to get into it just all around, you know, 
we want to enhance that usability, but we also want to make sure we're being safe while we're doing it sure, at the same time. Sure, And definitely a, a picture of innovation from Siemens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, uh, I, I would expect, uh, not that this is not a precursor to anything coming, <laughs> but <laughs> I would enjoy the opportunity for us to, to involve you on future podcasts as we oh, talk about that. some of the innovation and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for today, we're kind of getting ready to wrap up. So I want to thank yeah. you for taking time to spend with us here at Elotech during this training. Uh, and as we, again, have unveiled our collaboration with Siemens and our Elotech University for, for doing training here at Elotech, uh, also, we are the authorized distributor for uh, the Eastern Tennessee area. So mm-hmm. if we can help you with that. But certainly, if you are outside of that area, do not be afraid to reach out to us. Ask us your questions. Uh, we know Matt, and if he's not in your territory, uh, or Andrew, and I think Rudy is in every territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes his way around. Yeah, <laughs> everybody probably knows Rudy. Uh, but, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but if you need anything, especially if you're interested, if you're not using Siemens products in your plant and, and you've got some uh, questions there, certainly uh, you can go to, to the Siemens website. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hit us up with those questions. We'll be, be happy. The, the program is here to disseminate information uh, right. first and foremost. And so I appreciate the time you've taken today to help do that, especially speaking to some of those who may be more on the millennial side of things <laughs> to to say, hey, this is this is kind of. Siemens has done a good job, I think, of, of considering the millennials and the things that you all like, uh, whereas us, if it stayed with us older guys, it, it wouldn't be cool. It, it'd be on a fax machine. <laughs> You're doing faxing. That's right. So Yeah, but thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Brandon. This has been a really fun. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to not only work with you on – on our local business here, but also maybe on another podcast in the future. All right, great. Well, guys, if you want to reach out to us, you're going to hear this again on the outro, but I'm going to say at www.elitech.com, we'd be really happy to work with you. Give us a call, 865-409-1555. Beth, have a fantastic day. You too. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Have a great day, everyone. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for checking out today's episode of Industrial Automation, It Doesn't Have To. I hope you enjoyed it. If so, make sure you give us a rating that's pretty doggone high and do that everywhere you listen, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Also, don't forget about our website. That's www.elitech.com. That's E-L-L-I-T-E-K.com. If you want to reach out to us there, you can fill out our contact form. We'd appreciate it. Also, you can email us at info at And certainly for those of you that still like to dial the phone, give us a call, 865-409-1555. We'd love to hear from you. 